Great. Thank you, guys. Um, we're going to move into the Word. Um, I'm going to spend 20 minutes, 25 minutes maybe. We'll see how we get on. Uh, just continuing to talk to us about Scattered Church. So this is based on the book by Alan Scott. So I have a copy uh, here. Unleashing the Church to Bring Life to the City. You can replace city with workplace. You can replace city with your streets. You can place city with your household, your church, your community. Um, but already unleashing the church to bring life to the city. It just fills me with so much um, uh, joy that we have this privilege to go into this position. So already, uh, as I mentioned, we have uh, 10 so uh, members gathered here today. Uh, it's going to be um, strange bringing the word to yourself, but also maintaining some uh, eye contact with the team in here. So please bear with me. And maybe if you can accommodate within the, the guidelines, uh, within the current rules at the, at the time uh, to meet together, uh, then please reach out to other members of Community Church to do so. It would be great to see you working together. So I'm really enjoying this series, as I mentioned, and we are already on to our fourth week. We're already, uh, earlier David talked and, and introduced this concept to us, um, which was just fantastic about unleashing this, uh, this church into the city. Next, Hoppe brought us uh, real clarity on the kingdom authority, the authority given to us by Christ in such a way that we can live out our lives in that authority. And then a couple of weeks back, Carlton brought us the message on kingdom ministry. No matter where we are, we have that ministry calling. No matter what we're doing, we can step out into that ministry. Uh, and both with those two uh, foundational topics, it allows us to go into the next topic here today. And that is every day, everywhere, everyone. Or everyone, everywhere, every day. Now, it's not going to take us uh, uh, too many details to figure out where we're heading this morning. We're going to be opening the Word of God. We're going to be opening our Bibles. We're going to be, we'll have them on the screen here as well so you can follow along at home. Um, but it's really an opportunity for us to um, spend some time challenging our hearts challenging our hearts wherever we are to be opened by the Spirit. Because we've been called as Christians to have a lifelong commitment to him. And I want to challenge you, I want to challenge myself, I want to challenge the guys here in the room. And I really want you to, to open your hearts that God is going to speak to you today. You're going to allow your hearts to be challenged. This is not just something 10.30 to 11.30 and we'll, we'll, we'll get that through. No, I want you to be open ready to seek the presence of the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to once again uh, offer this meeting up to you, Lord. I pray that what we talk about today is, is of your word, Lord. And I pray that you will give me clarity as we bring it to uh, the church and beyond, Heavenly Father. I want each and every one of us today listening, watching, uh, even in the, the, the recordings later, Lord, if you're watching this not live, Open your hearts. Be ready to receive. Put those fears down that uh, you may be uh, concerned what God might do if you say yes. Heavenly Father, we lay that down before you now at, at the cross, Lord. We say challenge us, stir us, bring us to a position where we have boldness to step out in our daily lives. I pray this for each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. We're going to spend a little bit of time in Acts.
today. Uh, we do have some other um, areas that we are going to be going around. But I, I found this uh, within the book, the, uh, a famous quote from um, Smith Wigglesworth. And it says, it's not called the book of thoughts. It's called the book of acts. And it was because they acted. It was because they did something. It's because they stepped out. They didn't just think about it. They didn't just talk about it. They did it. Evangelism wasn't a word that they needed to um, bring to the church. It was just in their DNA. It was part of who they were. They'd spent that time with Christ. They'd been uh, given the, those, those key disciples, and they were gone. They were really gone. And wherever those disciples were, there was mission. And let's read in Acts 2. And I'll bring it up on screen here uh, so you can read it. In Acts 2, 42 to 47, it says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had things in common. They were selling their possessions, belongings, and distributing the proceeds to all as had any need. And day by day, attending the temple, together with breaking of bread, in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favour with people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were saved. And we read in the, Acts, uh, the book of Acts that the church was gathered. They were gathered in one place. They were gathered in one building. They were meeting daily. They were breaking bread in their homes. And they were gathered, which is fine. No problem with that. They'd been uh, traveling for many years, uh, probably three or four years. They came to one place. They resided in that one place. And it was good. That was where the growth of some of the, uh, of the people in the area, they were selling their possessions and they were growing. But then persecution came amongst the church. Persecution came and the church was scattered. Now, those who were scattered went about preaching the word, it says in Acts 8, verses 4. And we see in Acts 11, now, Philip had travelled. Let's read that together. Now, those who were scattered because of the persecution that arose over Stephen travelled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, speaking the word to no one except the Jews. But there were some of them, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, who would come to Antioch to speak to the Hellenists also, preaching the Lord Jesus, and the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number turned and believed. And we see here that now, as the church has scattered, the message has been brought not only to the Jews, but also the Gentiles. That element of together in one place has now been removed, and they are scattered. And really, what we see here is that the Holy Spirit went with the disciples. Wherever the disciples went, the Spirit followed. The Holy Spirit honoured their movements. The Holy Spirit honoured their words. The Holy Spirit demonstrated their works because they had faith to live this out daily. Now let's just pause for a second. Everywhere the disciples went, the Spirit 
followed. And in, in particularly, I think, wherever the disciples went, the Spirit went before. So let's just think. In each and every one of us, can spend, can go with that approach that the Holy Spirit is going before us wherever we go. We have been told from, by Jesus that we are his disciples to go and share the name of Jesus amongst the nations. And the nations can be your street. The nations can be your workplace. But imagine if the Holy Spirit went before us. And it does. Let's have a look. I hope that you can be stirred by our communities. Imagine what our communities would be like if we had that approach. So more was happening now amongst the church as they're scattered than was ever possible. Was ever possible before. And I want us to ask us the question, are we, and David posed this before in week one, are we a gathered, attractional church? Or are we a missional, scattered church? Which one are we? And if we are one and not the other, do we need to be changing our approach? Can we be both gathered and scattered? And can we interchange in these? So let's look at Matthew now. So in Matthew, it gives us a very clear mandate. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Spirit and the, Holy, uh, the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So what we see here is the word sent. You know, we have been given our ability to be sent. And in the early church, this isn't a biblical term, it was actually more of a cultural term. Really, the sent means apostles, or a stop um, uh, apostles. Tolos, uh, if I put my teeth back in. And it was more that they'd been sent into the region. Now we as disciples are being sent. That Christians, followers of Christ, have been commissioned and have been sent. As Tope said, we have the authority given to us by Jesus Christ. We have the call on the kingdom ministry. And now it's our challenge to walk in that every day and everywhere we go. And we see here that we have got that authority. He has sent us into the world. Now I ask you now, what are you doing for the Father's business? This is a family business. I put that in as a, as a real uh, challenge for myself as well. What am I doing the family business. Give you a few seconds to think, to pause, to open your hearts. What are you doing for the family business? It's time that we spend praying, seeking the, the vision, seeking the word of God. What are you doing for the family business? Now, we also know that we are not of this world. So it says in John 20, 21, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. So we are like ambassadors. We're not of this world. We're to do the works in the area that we've been called to be, but we're not of this world. 
and it's a real privilege. There's a, there's a quote here from the book that I'd like to read you now. The church is the group of people sent to bring life to cities, to regions, and to nations. God does not send the lost to the church. He sends the found into the world. He sends us into the broken world. The broken world, he sends us. And that is a real challenging quote for me, that we have been called, and he sends us into the world, the broken world, to make a difference. Now, what I want to, uh, to, to say today is, you know, don't be uh, stifled by administration. You're scattered. You're members of the church. You have a heart for Jesus. Go into the nation. Go into, if you have a calling for something, in the name of Jesus, go. In his word, in his spirit, go. You don't need to pass everything by myself, by the elders, by the leadership team, by the office. If you have a heart, you have good, sound doctrine, you have the right support team, you want to connect with your neighbours on a weekly basis, go. You want to set up a life group, go. You want to set up a, 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 a group that is, is with all the guidelines, go. In the name of Jesus, go. What will you do? How will you go there? What's the roadmap? We don't know. It says in John 3 verse 8, The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know which way it comes or which way it goes, uh, which way it comes from, or where it goes. So it is with you, everyone who is born of the Spirit. So if you have the Spirit within you, if you have the presence of the Holy Spirit, it will guide you where you need to go. So I say, go with the authority, with the ministry, everywhere you go, every day, go. You may have seen this image before. I'll pull it up a little bit bigger. This is a very simple tool. It's not, um, it's not all of the tools. There are many out there. But it just allows you, we call it the three circles, for in two minutes to talk through um, God's love that through sin we have entered into a broken world. And no matter how much we want to escape that, we're pulled in by these, these bungee cords, the weight of the world, whether it be disease, work, challenges. And it gives us a way out. Jesus gave us a way out. That as he died, uh, God sent his son and he died on the cross and rose again three days later. We can make him king of our lives and then we can turn and follow, pursue God's love. And that's the start. That's it. Sharing the message of Christ. Let the Holy Spirit do the rest. But we as disciples find the opportunities to share the love with others. In our uh, Wednesday morning prayer meeting a couple of uh, weeks ago, um, this, this passage came, uh, was on my heart, and uh, I later then, then was reading the, uh, uh, the, the book, and, and, and it was in there that, you know, Ephesians uh, 5.14, it says, Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, 
and arise from the dead and Christ will shine upon you. Christ will shine upon you. When will we step up and rise? When will we stand to do what we have been called to do? When will we stand and have Christ shine upon us in the uh, day-to-day lives that we follow? When will you stand for what God has called you to do? When will you lay those fears down? When will you say, I'm going to put Christ as the priority. I'm going to put Christ as number one. The walk that God has called you is before you. You just have to step into it. You just have to step forward into it. So I call upon your hearts today, lay those fears down. Lay those earthly possessions down. Readjust your priorities. Take the steps needed to realign what that means. Now you may say, I am, you know, I'm not special. There's nothing around me that gives you the, uh, the capacity to say, I can do this. Well, no, I'm here to say that your ordinary life, your ordinary life is what God has called you to do. My ordinary life is what God has called me to do. And God's ordinary is way above our ordinary. God's ordinary can change lives. Let's read in Romans 12, verse 1. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Now, in um, the, um, the message, it translates it to So here's what I want you to do. Go, uh, with God helping you, take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. What it doesn't say in here is it doesn't say that you have to be the one special person in the street that you can take this message. No, it says your ordinary lives, lay it before God, open your hearts, let the Spirit guide you and go with authority. Don't be stifled by uh, that fear. Don't be stifled by that administration. Take your ordinary, everyday lives, everywhere you go and deliver God's ministry. He wants you to live your daily calling. He doesn't want you to uh, be a different person than who you are. He has called you to be who you are. And God has ordained your ordinary. Just think, God has ordained your ordinary. Superficially, spiritually, he has given you that power. Your ordinary is where God wants you to walk. And in Matthew 28, uh, and this is paraphrased uh, from, the, from the book, so I'm going to read it as uh, it was called out by, by Alan Scott. And it says, Therefore, go to your workplace and make disciples, be a teacher, of all nations, your co-workers, 
baptizing them, immersing in your name, the nature and identify, maybe identity, of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them by your example to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end. Just amazing. Take your ordinary and go. For those in workplaces, and this is not just for those in work, this is also for those uh, who are not in work and and are um, uh, living their lives uh, day in, day out. A word of warning as we take our ordinary. Don't divorce our Christian walk from our workplace. Don't divorce our Christian faith from the secular world. They need to be together. God has called us to live out our lives every day, everywhere we go, and that means in the secular world. That means in our workplace. That means uh, when we're at the shops. That means when we're dropping the children off. Uh, Maybe we hear some parents say something. That's when we live out our lives and our calling. So we are commissioned to go. We are commissioned to go every day. We're commissioned to take the authority in Christ and walk. And I want you to do that daily. I want you to be challenged that as disciples, we are doing that daily. We, are, it, we, we may have that. We may need to take steps. I'm not saying go from one to a hundred tomorrow morning. But I'm saying lay that fear before him today. Before you leave uh, whatever you're doing today, lay it before him. Ask God to speak to you today to lay that fear down and go. Some of the life group here know that I talk about a Monday-Thursday plan. Um, and that means, you know, Monday is the day after uh, Sunday, as we all know. It's the day after church for us. Thursday is the day after my life group. And those Monday and Thursdays are uh, the days that I go even further out of my way to uh, speak to somebody about Christ. And it's great because they ask me, they invite me. So what did you do at the weekend? Well, let me tell you what I did at the weekend. You know, I was on uh, at Chadwell. I was uh, bringing the word of God uh, to people online in their homes and also in the service. Let me tell you a little bit about what we talked about. Thursday being the day after life group. Another opportunity, maybe at the coffee machine, maybe when we get in the, the locker room, you know, having those discussions. So you come up with something that works for you. Come up with something that works for you. You may have seen this picture before as well, um, and this is what's known as, a, as an Oikos map. Um, it's not too complicated, uh, but I ask you maybe take some time today, uh, this week, to uh, define who your, what your Oikos map is. Put your name in the centre. Put your connections around, those that you see at the uh, workplace, those that you see at school, maybe those that when you're dropping the kids off to an activity, maybe a family member, and pray for those people. Set two, three, four people, pray for those people. Connect with them. Share the gospel with them. Write this on a piece of paper that you know where it is. Come back to it in a few months. Come back to it in six months. Come back to it in a year. Take your ordinary, everyday, ordained lives by God and go. Pray for those people in your street. Christmas is coming up. What are you going to do for your neighbours? How are you going to outreach at this time? 
we're going to have to come up with different ways because it's not, some, it's not business as usual as we know. What are we going to do? How are we going to do that? So in closing, how can we apply this to our lives today? How can we take this profound yet very simple message that God has called us daily to live our lives with authority in the secular world. How can we do that? Open your hearts. It's time to see everything, everywhere, filled with ordinary glory. And that doesn't mean that glory is ordinary. That means it's time to see everywhere filled with ordinary glory, which is already amazing. God has given you a spirit. He has given you a heart. He has called you to a workplace. He has called you to uh, be at home with the children. He has called you to be in many of the other uh, jobs that I know that we have around the church. But he has called you to live out that life. Let's see every day with ordinary glory. And I leave with a challenge this week, and this is to the guys in the room as well. Will you rise up this week? Will you stand up this week? Will you live scattered as scattered servants this week? And will you live that life that you have been called to live? And at home, will you rise up this week? Will you live as God has called you to live? That you know that we have authority in Christ. We know that we have the kingdom ministry before us. And let me tell you, God has called you to live your life where you are. Will you start living it this week? Will we see everyone, everywhere, every day? As we are a scattered church, we have that opportunity to live our lives that God has called us to live where we are today. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you that you can talk to us no matter where we are or what we're doing. And Lord, I pray that as we have brought this, uh, this word of God to people today, I pray that hearts are opened, hearts are softened, hearts are turned and changed. And Lord, I pray uh, those that uh, uh, may be struggling to, to live this out, I pray for wisdom. I pray for the fear to, to go right now. I pray for uh, a real rise up to live their life that you have ordained daily. Lord, I pray for those that are living this out. I pray for uh, more opportunities. I pray for more um, areas that they can grow in sharing, Lord. Lord, I pray for our workplaces. I pray for our school playgrounds. I pray for our teachers. I pray for all of our different workplaces that we have, Lord, that tomorrow and this week and beyond we will see a change in our communities, Lord. We will see a, a change in our streets, in our neighbourhoods, as we start to live this out daily. Lord, with the capacity that we have to do what we can do, fill our lives with ordinary glory. Fill our lives with the uh, amazing 
um, Holy Spirit that we can live out everywhere, every day amongst every one of us um, everywhere we go. I pray this in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.